This is Steve Hurley, and welcome to the Pivotal Outdoors podcast, discussing hunting, fishing, and outdoor pursuits, swapping stories and feeling alive. We are live today in Maryland. We just got done a duck hunt on the Eastern Shore, and I'm here with Derek and Pete. Yeah, so I know Derek and Pete from... We're all in the same platoon together. It's actually still kind of weird to say Derek. I naturally want to say Gunny. Yeah, that's mine. <laughs> Are you going to call you Gunny? That's the first thing. Yeah, and so luckily, uh, you know, they're on the East Coast now, and I'm in southeastern PA, so Pete reached out and was asking, hey, do you want to do a duck hunt? And said, yeah, I'm into that. So we made do on that, and... Went out today. First time duck hunters for all of us, not first time hunters. So yeah, do you guys want to kind of give maybe like your little background into hunting and and where you're at and what made you think about duck hunting? Uh yeah. So I was born in northern Wisconsin. Kind of born and like lived there my entire life. Didn't really do a whole lot other than like whitetail and a little bit of turkey hunting when I went like when I got into high school with my dad. Uh, we'd go down to like southern Wisconsin. Um, haven't really gotten to do a whole lot of hunting since I've been out of high school and in the Marine Corps, but got to go home a couple times for deer hunting and whitetail season, but haven't really been successful and think I want to do a little bit more, a little more proactive with hunting. So I figured I'd reach out and see how duck hunting goes. So that's really all my hunting uh, experience and background. I'm from, uh, the backwoods of Maine and it's, it's one of those things like, does a fish know it's wet? And the answer is, is most definitely, wholeheartedly, no, it does not. So, you know, having access to thousands of acres of, of unclaimed, un, unblemished big woods uh, where my friends and I would play paintball, use, uh, use our 22s, shotguns, going out like squirrel hunting on the back of snowmobiles and all kinds of weird kid stuff uh you don't realize that like that's an incredible hunting adventure but yeah i joined the marine corps after high school and never really hunted while i was in i went home for thanksgiving one one year and i was incredibly fortunate to get uh to get a buck in just a day of hunting. It, well, I think you brought that to the bay, didn't you? Because I thought there was a skull in the freezer. Yeah. That, that was your Yeah, that was, that was mine. <laughs> uh, it, it had to leave. His name's Bucky, by the way. And, yeah, had to had to leave the house. He was not welcome um, because we didn't have a proper place to, to put it. The position of honor. Did he also, like, make you guys, like, skin it and... Oh, yeah, I, I totally did. Uh, clean up all the meat. Yeah, I totally did. Oh, so you did it yourself. I ended up doing it as a, as a Euro mount, oh, okay. and then I brought it into the into the platoon when it was all done. Did you but, do that? Uh, did you do the mount yourself? Or? Yeah, I, I did most definitely pressured, pressure washed uh, my, a hole through my both of my feet. Yeah, I'm not incredibly efficient at Euro mounting. But yeah, I boiled the skull, took a pressure washer to it, had flaming hot skull insides, I believe they're called brains, brains. coming out of me, which is a mistake you only make once. However, pressure washing your own foot, you might do that twice. 
because I most definitely did. But yeah, I, I never really had a had any time to to go hunting and stuff. But then when the world ended, also known as coronavirus nineteen, uh, I had nothing but time. And so I was like, man, I'm getting close to the end of my Marine Corps career. I've got all of this free time, and I need to occupy it. And I need to spend a whole lot of money. And I was like, well, you know what would be great? Hunting. More hunting. So, a little duck, duck with, trip. With zero preparation, I went on to public lands to do my first turkey hunting adventure. I didn't get anything, but I did get on some, some turkeys, and I heard them in the woods. And that basically hooked me. Like, it was, it was awesome. Thunder chickens. Okay. So... Yeah, it got me all fired up. Yeah, so that's why we figured, you know what, let's let's do another hunting adventure, and we did uh, ducks today. So if we, if we sound a little distracted, we're actually cleaning a bunch of ducks right now. A little uh, spoiler alert. But anyway, we, uh, we went with a guide just because the entry to kind of get into duck hunting, to me, seems kind of steep. I, mean, I feel like... At least my original impression was, you know, oh, I need a boat, and I need a dog, and, you know, just try to find them, and decoys, and it, it seemed uh, steeper than, you know, say, deer or squirrel. Um, so we decided to go with the, the guide, and I think there's some pros and cons to the guide service. First off, we they did have a pond for us. Had terrible weather in the last 24 hours, so the the idea was we'll check out the freshwater pond. If it's frozen over, then we'll move towards a tidal marsh, um, you know, right on the bay. So pond wasn't frozen. We got set up in our blind before sun up. We kind of see, you know, some ducks already coming in before legal shooting light. Just watching them posted up. I kind of honestly, I didn't really know what I was doing. I'm just trying to keep an eye out barely see them. Oh, they just started calling them out left and right. Didn't really know where to look. Yeah. Yeah, they were they were on the water before I even knew that they were there. I I will definitely give them their game eye is tuned. Especially, I think, you know, another important part to have the guide is when it comes to waterfowl, there are rules on what you can take. You know, I'm sure like male, female, you know, number of you know, mallards, number of, you know, black ducks, Big and blue small. bills. Yeah, that was one of the things that threw me off. The guide said, oh, well, we, we've got uh, we got our big black ducks. Don't shoot any more of the big ones. Just shoot the little black ducks. And, uh, yeah, I don't know how they could assess that at lightning speed staring into the sun. So I'm glad they were there to be able to do that. That was an important part for them to be there. Yeah, just keeping us out of trouble, making sure that we... Making sure that we weren't shooting at shooting at geese as they were overhead or or Boeing Boeing 747s or anything because my my game eye is not tuned into duck duck yeah and I believe Pete drew first blood yeah he sure did you yeah. want to talk about that Pete uh yeah I think uh, I can't remember what you're I think they were coming from our right I believe. Um, they came in from like the right side of the, the pond, and uh, yeah, it was the the guy was just telling me to 
watching out. I was just kind of listening to them. Um, and they came in, and they were probably 15 feet above the water, maybe, I don't know, uh, probably 20 yards out. Um, the first shot, or excuse me, they were, they were coming to our left, from our left, and uh, first shot, I was way behind um, a goose, or a, a duck. Uh, let's see, we, we've been making fun of geese all morning, that now I can't get geese off my mind. Um, but yeah, so I, I shot way behind him. I was just kind of rushing, had a bunch of adrenaline going, and I was just kind of ready to get something down. And then, uh, duck fever. yeah. And, um, I, I think that same group, they, so that, that duck flew by, and then there were, uh, then there were the ducks that I shot that were on the right side of the pond. And when I shot at that duck flying by and I missed him, it caused those other ducks to pop up. And when they popped up, I just, uh, led the first one a little bit. Uh, got him, and then I just went to the one behind him, and I uh, pretty much did the same thing. I kind of gained control of my uh, my shooting abilities, and yeah, I was able to get two down right off the bat. And then I think uh, it wasn't too long after that then the, that the uh, ducks started coming in, and they started firing away. You know, I think I think how you spin that one, you just say, you know what, I gave him the warning shot. Yeah, to yeah. Get him I, up off the pond. It, it was a tactic. Know? I uh, yeah, it was it was Completely pretty much what it was. I I actually did that to uh, cause him to jump up to get him closer. It was uh, it was all planned out. Thought about it, thinking about it the night before, building a strategy. And you know, we went in there. You know, you know, we did what we could. Uh, <laughs> turning into like a post game interview, but uh, no, it was it was good. Um, it definitely definitely kind of brings you to your senses real quick. I'm like, you know. Like, if you compare it to speak, that's essentially what it is. is you know, just learning how to lead a target, and, like, after the first couple shots, you kind of learn to regain that. It's almost, it's almost intuitive. Yeah. yeah. If, if, you've done it, if you've done it a few times, you're like, oh, these, these skeets are, uh, are black and white, flapping really heavily and not orange. Yeah, definitely better than, than shooting an actual skeet. A lot more fun. Yeah, I... As a as a first time duck hunter, I absolutely have to say I'm gonna do this again. Yeah, I I am by no means any sort of expert, but we got the basics in in a very short period of time. And you know, just talking with the guides and just picking their brains for, you know, the what, two and a half hours we were we were lakeside. Yeah, and that's another thing that that was not what I expected, I'm, and I'm not saying that's indicative of the guide we used, but it was uh, it was definitely just a morning hunt, you know? I mean, we're, we're used to deer, and it's like, all right, come out in the morning, come out in the evening. Maybe yeah. they'll move during the day for a little period of time. But basically what the guide said was uh, they're going to be coming off the bay. They're going to be looking for a little pond to get cozy in. And he's like, the first two hours... His words were fast and furious, so, you know, I expected flocks tons and flocks. Of, yeah, flocks and flocks of ducks. Yeah, I expected Vin Diesel. <laughs> I, I think that meme went went all around our our group. Fast and furious, man. Yeah, it's all about family. <laughs> <laughs> family of ducks. We call that a flock. It's all about the flock. It's all about flock. The ducks did come in the morning. But I guess with our terrible weather that we've been having, it actually got nicer. The sun came out, kind of warmed up. 
It wasn't as windy, which is not good for duck hunting, I found out. You want cold, wet, miserable. You know, you, you want our experience in the Marine Corps, essentially. <laughs> um, if it ain't raining, it ain't training. Yeah, exactly. So we, we luckily we did get into a handful of ducks, 10, 11, maybe another one or two, but uh, did, couldn't recover cover them. Uh, but essentially it's like it, it, ducks are coming in and then it just stops. And they're like, yep, probably won't see anything for the rest of the day. And uh, we hung out for a couple of hours and I mean, it wasn't wrong. Yeah, it was, the well was pretty dry. He wasn't even talking about seeing him in the evening. He's like, yeah, tomorrow morning we'll see him again. He said, if it's if it's terrible weather and raining and, and windy, then they'll move throughout the day. But on a nice day, or the morning turned nice, it kind of just ends up being a morning hunt. So I mean, they they did what we wanted to do as well, which was basically find the sunny side of that bank and just look out into the sun and, and bask in it. Because with... When the sun finally did come up, yeah. it was it was a really good feeling because I was no longer cold. Yeah. Well, it was also really, really, really hard to see ducks because I think the next two that I got, um, <laughs> the, the guide saw them before any of us did. I don't yeah. know how, but uh, yeah, he was like, ducks coming across the pond like right in front of you and like we're like, where? Because we're facing directly in the sun and uh angel from heaven just uh, to these ducks from the left to the right of where the sun was uh, in in like relevant in location to us and uh, yeah you may have been the only person capable of seeing them at that time yeah because I, I was looking I was looking straight where you shot couldn't see it whatsoever and, yeah they just popped out and the first one went to land got him and the other one uh, the other one when, like they both kind of split off one went left got him first actually I shot at him when I got a little left of him and then uh, corrected and then I uh, got him and then the one that split off to the right of me he uh, he went down shortly after may he rest in peace <laughs> pieces in your crock pot yes on this Absolutely. plastic $20 table uh, fold out tables are the best they're convenient. He, um, there was some, uh, some new styles of shooting out there. Yeah. Me, um, I missed a lot of ducks. I was going for accuracy by volume. Not the volume, but. Yeah, and I'm just glad I brought enough rounds, honestly. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I missed, you missed a lot, and I, like, double, triple tapped some. And there was times where I shucked three, and then. You know, I'm pulling a trigger on an empty chamber. I'm like, what's wrong? Like, oh, I'm, I'm out of shotgun shells, which is which well, is crazy a thing. Derek tried the, uh, the the button bicep method. Um, yeah, it was it was a uh, you know it was a method. I wouldn't recommend anybody ever do that ever again. But yeah, I was. And so, so why did you employ that? How, how did that how so did that happen? If if there was any point that that would be considered fast and or furious, it was that last. That last group, um, right around when, right around when, uh, when one Peter Pittens um, took took the the ducks out of the out of the gleam of the sun. Just the the ducks came in, and they went to 
They went to come across. I shot my my three rounds, uh, very similar in the the stove fashion, where I I honestly did click an empty chamber. I was like, oh no, I have to reload and fast. And so I stack three more rounds, and then no kidding, a, a group of five ducks are directly overhead, flying flying over our heads to our to our rear. And I do not apply the fundamentals whatsoever. And I basically armpit a 12-gauge shotgun, and it the, the buttstock hits me so hard in the bicep, I, I thought that I had broke something. Yeah, that was an, an instant and immediate negative feedback, that you should not ever fire a shotgun like that. Now, the good thing is, I had it pointed in a safe direction. The bad thing is, it wasn't firmly planted in my shoulder, and I paid I paid the price. And my my bicep is still killing me, which is kind of funny, but I, I'm sad. curious, did that end up in a successful shot? Absolutely. Like, did you down a duck with that? Absolutely not. There's no chance. Oh, okay. I thought you did hit the one. I I could have. You, like, you just weren't feeling it. Yeah. Just uh. Well, no, no, because the the guides weren't picking up any ducks behind us. It's like if it's not in the water, it's not it doesn't exist. Yeah, I felt that one. Lost the uh, I'm just gonna call that shot the ultimate flex. Yeah. Right off the bicep, boom. You have to be an incredibly strong person to to pull that off. I don't know if you're if you're into that expert of a shooting. No. You may. Nope. I don't think I want to be. It's an advanced. Technique, only duck hunters of one day of experience would would dare pull it off. I do feel like we also got an education just in geese, though. I mean, we saw geese overhead. Um, talking with the guides, they do a lot of combo hunts, duck and geese. Essentially, you know, after the Fast and Furious part in the morning, that they move towards geese in the afternoon. Once it dies down, they go set up on a field where they already have decoys out. And they were telling us that's more of like a gentleman's hunt you know ducks come in fast and are you know a little shifty but the geese they're bigger they're easier to see uh they're always honking um but that that might be a thing to do next time too is you know do the combo duck and geese but right we didn't do that today just because right now it's only duck season geese open actually tomorrow tomorrow but uh they didn't have any openings with the guide we were with so we're uh making do with today yeah, and I, I got to say that I am super excited about just bringing home these three ducks. Yeah, so you, I guess we shot – so I guess we're just splitting them even, even though um, – So I, I, me and Derek were talking about it on the uh, on the way back. I think I got six because I got those two in the morning, two that came like right out of the sun. Then there was the one that flew right behind us. And then there's that one that uh, that drowned at the very end oh when my we were gosh. walking out, uh, which I don't know if this is that, true or not, but it, it sounded uh, like they just didn't want to deal with it. Do you want to tell that story? Uh, yeah, so I think it was like the the last or the second to last uh, duck that, uh, that I had downed. It, it ended up kind of far right of our position, probably out like, I don't know, what would you guys say, like 80, 90 yards from us. Yeah, like uh, opposite, yeah. opposite yeah. Uh, end of the pond. Yeah, so kind of like where we came into it. And uh, the, uh, the dogs couldn't find it. 
and it was just kind of drifting away. And uh, so they kind of neglected that, and we were just like, all right, we're going to keep uh, looking and keep hunting. Um, so then finally, a couple hours later, when we finally packed up, uh, and we're walking out, I see the uh, that same duck, uh, he was clearly injured, he was flapping in the water, and it, uh, it like, dove underneath, and uh, I, I was going to load up another shell to just kind of put it out of its misery when it, like, popped up. But the guide came by and uh, he was like, "Yeah, don't worry about it. Like, they'll uh, they'll dive down and they'll um, actually like latch onto like a piece of wood, reed, or whatever reed is down there, and they'll uh, they'll like drown themselves." And I didn't know about that. Uh, sounded far fetched, but also this is my first time, so yeah, he's uh, a professional. Yeah, I don't know if anyone has uh, has some input on that or can uh, give some legitimacy to that. Yeah, it was kind of interesting and uh, crazy if true. Yeah, I definitely want to look into that more because that, that, to me, that seems pretty extreme yeah. for an animal to drown itself um, instead of just, you know, try to swim away. But, you know, what do I know? Yeah, yeah it so. sounds like one of those barroom banter kind of articles. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, that, that was kind of interesting, though. But Yeah, so it was kind of like an early day, you know, not nothing, nothing crazy. Got some ducks. We're cleaning them right now. Feathers are flying. Got a little fire pit out here. Smokes in our eyes. And Basically the whole time, yeah. yeah. I call it fueling alive. Yeah. Had some pizza, and it's just been a good day. So just filling you guys in. If you guys got any intel on duck or confirm the suicide duck, please let me know. Yeah, my biggest question is how how would one get into a DIY duck hunt for under five hundred dollars. As far as a, as far as uh you know yeah I'm, I'm, a, a canoe, a shotgun, the duck stamps, navigating the regulations, getting a duck blind or camouflage, like how how could one do that? Yeah, and like then it. yeah, because that kind of that kind of information would really help out other novice hunters or amateur hunters that are interested and have gone trap shooting and, and skeet shooting or, or like to do uh, shooting type sports, but just are also intimidated by the fact that, you know, expecting expecting to pay, you know, $1,000 for a shotgun and getting a $2,000 bird dog and training it all year round. Or having to get a, a pontoon boat and floating that thing around. I, it, I think oh, this would be a it's good. Prohibitive. I think we should test this out. We should figure out how to do that. I mean, just think of the amount of people that would get involved with duck hunting. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I would have done that earlier. I would have done it way earlier if I, if I was like, okay, all I gotta do is these few steps, I can get to some ducks on some public ground. Uh, yeah, I like that. Day. I'm gonna, Maybe dabble in that. Who knows? Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. No, I, was, I was talking about uh, Derek earlier about it. Like, I wonder, uh, like, I don't know if you heard the conversation there. Uh, if I was talking about you, I wonder just kind of shot from all the adrenaline and stuff. Uh, but I wonder if it's, like, somewhat of a collaborative effort. You know, like, one friend gets, like, a like a duck call, and some get some decoys, and they all, like, kind of pitch in until everyone's kind of got, like, their own setup. But... I don't know. Yeah, but it it kind of has to get into that 
the knowledge gap too. Yeah. Yes. You know how do how do you how do you bridge that? There are 647 different types of duck calls, and an unlimited number of ways to utilize that. So it's like, man, how do you how do you know what's in your area and and how to get on the ducks and what on earth they're doing, and how to identify them, you know, at at sunup when they're coming in at 21 miles an hour. It's like, man, I, if I had to do it for myself, I I think that those ducks would have been coming in fast and furious. And also, if we didn't have a guide, I'm pretty sure we would have just been shooting shooting big black ducks all day and come in on the wrong side of the law. Yeah. Because if there's anything about game laws, they're not built to be simple, and they're not built to to be easy to to read and follow and understand. The part you're talking about, Pete, about uh, going in with some friends, I wasn't even considering that because you know I'm stuck in this like white-tailed deer hunter mentality where it's just me out there alone and unafraid. But when you say going in with your buddies, that makes perfect sense to me because. I thought that was the whole dynamic to duck hunting was us just chilling in the blind and, you know, just catching up and, you know, seeing who shot what. And it was a much more uh, social hunt than, than what, you, like, what you typically do. Like turkey hunting or anything, yeah. you know, where you're kind of more having to stalk and wait and uh, really plan it out. Yeah, it was definitely And not like, talk, you know. Yeah, it was, it was definitely, <laughs> I mean, maybe we're just terrible and we're not supposed to talk. Um, yeah, it could have been. But I think we're experts by now. I don't think that's. It. Yeah, I mean, so if you guys have questions, anything duck hunting uh, related, like make sure to hit us up. Um, no, I, I think. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, just in the short experience, I mean, it definitely seems more of like a social kind of aspect to it, and a, a different type of hunt. Because um, I mean, like, I I have friends from uh, back home and stuff, and they're all pretty big. I have a couple that are pretty big duck hunters. I have a family. A lot of them are uh, part of like all these duck hunting programs, and a lot of them seem to go with like friends and family or whatnot. And uh, it seems to be a very like social thing. So I wonder if uh, like half like half the battle is like finding people who are also interested in duck hunting and investing in the kind of like starting up on equipment. Like let's say one person like i like i kind of mentioned earlier like one person kind of gets uh decoys person gets uh like pays a couple hundred dollars to like build a little uh like ground blind next to a pond one person supplies calls and like they kind of rotate and what they supply and they just build on that until everyone's got kind of you know what they need um so yeah i'm i'm pretty curious uh, maybe someone someone listening can uh can kind of give some input on how they got started and how they ended up building their own equipment. Like, did you do it by yourself, or was that kind of a collaborative effort that you just started with some of your friends and family? And I'd be interested to hear. Yeah. I think that's about all she wrote. Next, we just got to look up recipes, right? I mean, you were talking about uh, your half-duck recipe, Derek? Yeah, yeah, that's, that's what I'm going to start with. And then uh, I'll do I'll do some duck broth because who doesn't want a little bit of duck broth? All right, well I guess that's all we got, guys. Thanks, and we'll uh, talk to you soon. Hey, thanks for listening today. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to like and subscribe. 
And if you'd like to support this podcast to sustain future episodes, feel free to click on the listener support link in the show notes. There'll be more content coming. And if there are any questions or comments, you can reach me on Instagram at Outdoors with Steve or at Pivotal Outdoors.